What is up design family and welcome back to another episode of Fit Design TV. So glad to have you lovely folks back on the channel. On today's episode, I'll be running you guys through my step-by-step -step supplier communication guide for communicating, establishing a strong relationship with manufacturers, negotiating on minimum order quantities, negotiating on pricing, and ultimately building a long-term relationship with a good quality manufacturer that is going to give you what you want, the quality you want, and someone that you can trust to actually build a long-term relationship with. So who am I and why should you listen to me? Well, my name is Shadi Adada. I'm the founder and creative director of Fit Design, a fashion design agency that works with brands from all over the world to design, develop, and produce clothing. We specialize in sportswear, and honestly, I've worked with and communicated with thousands of manufacturers all over the world, from all areas, from all corners of the globe. And this is the tried and true system that I use to build strong relationships with our suppliers that makes them want to work with us so that every time I pick up the phone, they're ready and they're willing to work with us on whatever we need. So if you guys want to build these long-term relationships and you're struggling to do so as a up-and-coming fashion brand, well, this is going to be the episode for you. Number one, and this starts before you even begin to consider communicating with your manufacturer is to actually research and define your product. A good quality tech pack is going to go a long way towards doing this. Just think about this. Think about the top key brands out there. Chances are they're not sending WhatsApp messages or they're not sending emails trying to hobble together what their product looks like. They have a confined and very professional tech pack that identifies all key elements of what they're looking for and they make others know that they mean business. So number one is create a quality tech pack. You can create one on your own. We have a ton of free resources on this website and on this channel that can guide you through how to do this. Or if you want to work with a professional, you can consider working with us. We'll take care of you. Next, you need to be able to set a budget without knowing what you are capable of spending on this project. You have no negotiation standpoint. What are you negotiating against if you don't actually know what your budget is? You may undershoot your budget or you may overshoot your budget. In both scenarios, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Know your budget, set your costings, be understanding of what you're capable of charging for the product and what the potential return on investment is going to be and ultimately what you can afford from a cost of goods sold standpoint. This is going to give you the baseline that you need to negotiate if necessary. Next, you need to be able to gather information. You need to know who you're communicating with. Who are you looking for? What type of manufacturer are you looking for? Are you looking for a manufacturer with a ton of experience? Are you looking for a smaller scale manufacturer that may be able to give you more personalized one-on-one -on -one attention? Are you looking for a manufacturer in certain parts of China, in certain parts of Europe, in certain parts of the United States? Know exactly what you're going after so that when you're communicating with your supplier, you're able to tailor and to craft your approach specifically to their profile. Next up is to actually go ahead and actually access any core manufacturing platform. A good example and the one that we're going to be focusing on for this episode is going to be Alibaba. And I like to use Alibaba because of the sheer breadth of manufacturers that are available on Alibaba. There's a tremendous amount. And what I hear over and over again from clients, from apparel brands, from people that are just trying to make their brand happen is that they have horrible experiences on Alibaba. There's a good reason for that. And most likely that has to do with how you're approaching these manufacturers, how you're selecting them, how you're going about communicating with them, negotiating with them. This is what leads to the outcomes that you ultimately have. So we're going to twist that. We're going to tailor that approach to give you a more desirable outcome. I can't guarantee a 100% success rate. No one can. But what I can guarantee is a better outcome than what you've been experiencing thus far. Go ahead, make an account on Alibaba if you haven't done so already. When it comes to setting up your company, 
give information about who you are. The last thing that manufacturers want to be speaking with is an amateur, someone who is not presenting themselves in the most professional light. Add your company logo, provide a company address, provide a number. Be professional. Present yourself in a way that shows that you've been there and you've done that, even if you haven't done so before. Do the research beforehand and set yourself up in the best possible light. Next up, you've set up your Alibaba account. Now is the time to go ahead and craft your initial communication with suppliers. This is where most people fall short. Either they take an approach that's too aggressive. They come in right off the bat with all these demands, all these expectations, thinking that they're their big boss and no one is going to stand in their way. And ultimately, no one wants to deal with that. People want to deal with people that are looking out for a mutual sense of best interest. Craft a response that is professional. Be clear, be direct. State who you are, what you're aiming to achieve, and what specific requirements you may have for the project. Be courteous, but be professional. Be friendly, but be direct. This is the first way. So if I'm reaching out to a supplier, I might say, Hi, my name is Shadi Adada. I'm the project manager at Spectre. We're always in the search for good quality suppliers and partners that we can partner up with and build a long-term relationship. We value XYZ, and we're looking to design and develop our upcoming collection that's planning on launching in this season. We have these items and we have heard very good things and we've read your profile. We're impressed with your work in XYZ, basically showing them that you've done some research on them and that this is a tailored approach. At the end of the day, no one wants to receive a mass message that has zero time or zero thought going into it. We want to know that we're connecting with people that understand who we are and what we do and value us for that. And then you can be direct. These are my questions. XYZ, what's your minimum? What's your lead time? What's your sample policy? What's your production quality? What procedures you have in place to guarantee quality control? How are you able to scale as the demand from my side scales over time? What do you value in a production partner? You can ask these questions, see how they respond. This is setting you up to actually evaluate how their response is back to you. From there, you want to not only reach out to one manufacturer, you want to reach out to a couple. Obviously, you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket, but you do want to be specific and tailored in your approach. Again, just mass spamming the same message with no rhyme or reason to any manufacturer that you come across is going to come off as disingenuous. And even if you do get a response, I guarantee you those leads are going to lead to nothing. Once you have a simple flow of messaging going back and forth through the Alibaba chat, this is something that I like to do, which is transition from communicating directly on Alibaba onto another messaging platform. A good example would be WeChat, especially if you're dealing with Eastern Asian manufacturers. This is usually where they like to communicate and it shows them that you have an experience and you ultimately have the exposure that shows you've been there and you've done that. So by doing this, you're also going to be setting yourselves apart. I know the Alibaba chat platform can be quite convoluted and quite complicated by transitioning onto another platform, you're going to make it much easier to communicate and you're going to stand apart. From there, you wanna share your contact details, whether it's on WeChat, whether it's on WhatsApp, and then transition your communication on there. Establish trust right off the bat, build up a little bit of rapport, try to get to know the person you're speaking with, as opposed to just being so dry and direct all the time. I find that just some simple questions about who this person is, what their position is in the company, how long they've been there, and even potentially, once you're ready, setting up a quick video chat so that they can put a face to the name, 
goes a long, long way. From there, you want to make sure to always maintain professionalism, even as you try to break the ice and as you try to build a more personal relationship with the person that you're engaging with. Now that you have some core communication going back and forth, you have enough data to evaluate the responses of your suppliers. You need to see how is their communication? If they're not a native English speaker, is this going to be an issue? Are they able to understand what you're saying and then communicate back to you? Sometimes what you might have happen is the salesperson that you're communicating with is using some sort of translation feature or they're getting their responses directly from a higher up. And this can cause issues down the line once you've gone ahead and you've confirmed an order. You wanna make sure that the person that is assigned to you that you're speaking with has the ability to communicate with you in all aspects. This is why a video call always works. You don't want this video call to be attended by someone else that is communicating on your representative's behalf. I've seen this before and it always leads to trouble down the line. From there, you want to ask for samples. You've established what the sample policy is, and now it's time to go ahead and create samples. You will have to pay for these samples, but it is going to be well worth the money spent if you're able to build a long-term relationship with a factory that's able to make your dream and your vision actually come to life. And lastly, you want to always check for references. You can check for references either by reading the reviews of this manufacturer from Alibaba, or you can even ask for references directly from them. If they are a manufacturer that has done a lot of work and they're proud of their work, they'll be more than happy and more than ready to share a tremendous amount of references of other brands and other clients that they work with that you can communicate with directly and you can ask for their specific experience. Now that you've gone ahead and you've created your sample, it's time to go ahead and actually negotiate terms. You want to discuss pricing. At this point, they may have given you a price range estimate, but after creating the initial sample, they'll be able to be exactly specific about what the pricing is going to be for this item. Ask them about the prices. Ask them about prices on different order quantities. You will definitely benefit from economies of scale as you scale up your order size. Ask them if they have any flexibility on their minimum order quantities. If you order X amount of styles, can they come down on specific order quantities? If you communicate or combine fabrics, if you do or commit to XYZ orders, are they able to give you the flexibility that you need? Giving and taking is extremely important, especially when it comes to negotiation. Don't just be willing to take, be willing to give where necessary. At the same time, ask them about their payment terms. Is it 50% on deposit? And is it 50% before shipping? Is it 30, 70? Is it 20, 70? Is there net payment terms? Be specific and ask them to communicate that as effectively as possible. And lastly, what are these shipping costs? What shipping terms are they offering you? In their price quotation, is it an FOB? Is it an EXW? Is it a DDP price? Be specific and ask them for those terminologies. Once you've had that core discussion over pricing, over shipping terms, you want to ask them for their lead times. Ask them, how long is it going to take after deposit is placed for the PP sample to be shipped out? Once a PP sample is confirmed, how long is it going to take for us to actually finalize production? How long is shipping going to take? Ask them to create a core timeline for you as you go through each of these stages. And even if necessary, ask them to put in a penalty clause for late shipments. Typically, a penalty clause can be as simple as for every week beyond this approved or agreed date that we delay, X percentage of the total invoice will be deducted from the final invoice paid. This is there to make sure that you're protected and that you're actually keeping your project on task. Whenever we start building a new relationship with a new manufacturer that we've never worked with before, I always like to create the first order as a simple trial order. It can get very exciting once you feel like you've actually found a great manufacturer that's gonna give you what you want with the flexibility that you want. And sure, in an ideal world, we would never get burnt, we'd never get scorned, but we know that sometimes things happen and things that are promised to us 
don't typically pan out the way that they always are. So always start off with a smaller-ish trial order. Once you've evaluated how the manufacturer deals with you after you've made the deposit payment, do they keep on track? Do they do what they say that they're gonna do? Does the production samples and do the production pieces actually match the quality of workmanship, the quality of fabric, the quality of printing that you've been given beforehand? And once you can evaluate all that without a shadow of a doubt, you can go ahead and say that this is a manufacturer worth working with and I'm ready to place some larger orders with them. Last but not least, take a moment and breathe. Try to build a relationship with the people that are making your garments. At the end of the day, these are humans. These are human beings, all of which have their own thoughts, their own emotions, their own ambitions, and you should treat them as such. You should treat them with dignity. You should treat them with respect. You should look at them as a partner as they should look at you as a partner. Ask them questions. Ask them where they see their business going long-term. Ask them what motivates them. Plan for the growth of both of your companies. Stay in communication regularly. When there's a holiday, take a moment. Give them a congratulations on a specific event. Check in on them. Doing this will go a long way. In this fast-paced world where we all feel like we don't have enough time, those simple touches, those simple moments to just send a manufacturer a present, a gift, check in on them, tell them thank you, ask them for your feedback, or give them your feedback goes a long way towards sending you apart from the crowd, even the large scale apparel brands that they're working with. Just by doing those extra steps, you can really set yourself apart and show that you care and show that you're a brand that is worth keeping an eye on and building a long-term relationship with. 